you can just like go and then just, it's just what I do is just a normal conversation. Okay. You know? Like I just. <laughs> I'm with my friend Faith. What's up? Um, she is a missionary. Yes. She's in Jacksonville. What is she doing in Jacksonville? <laughs> Why don't you tell us about yourself, Faith? Uh, hey, guys. So, like Cruzo said, my name is Faith. Um, I'm a full-time missionary with Overland Missions. And we basically have missionaries all over the world right now. But my specific role is leading short-term trips to different countries where our long-term missionaries are based. And so I spend six months out of the country leading those trips and six months in the States recruiting people to come with me. So Whoa. if any of you guys are interested <laughs> on coming on a mission trip, then let me know and I can hook you up. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, I'm like smiling. My mouth. You can like also put your chair back if you want. Me to okay. <laughs> um, so we were in this coffee place called Brat. Well, I don't know. Should I give away the name? Because I don't. Want- I don't want any like stalkers or anything <laughs> like that. Anyway, we were in this coffee place and we were talking about. We had a really good conversation. We were talking about um, missionaries and the whole like racial conversation that's happening within the history of Christianity just all all of that mess so the question and we had this conversation (laughs) but I kind of want to rehash it on podcast because I just love faith so much so the question that faith asked it was along the lines of like she asked me how do I feel when people when you see people um going when you see people calling missionaries that go to like Africa or something like that and you know have something negative say like oh it's colonization or this and I answered but Faith how do you feel when you see it (laughs) oh gosh this is a fun question um yes um I think basically what we were talking about in the coffee shop was just the concept of like okay yes there are some bad organizations out there that do like go against the cultures of people in in Africa in whatever country you're in and and try to you know impose these things on them but in reality there's a lot of organizations that don't do that um, and there's a lot of people who actually just want to go and like be a witness for the Lord like like he told us in Matthew 28 go and make disciples of all nations um, and those nations aren't just the nation we're in they're the nations of the world Mm -hmm. and so and so to fulfill this great commission i think you know we we have to find some sort of way to sustainably do this in other areas um and so i think that a lot of people when they just see pictures of like oh there's this this white person in africa they assume all these things that aren't necessarily true about that person and what they're doing and the actual effects of their work or what's happening um, through their lives in that specific country. Um, And they just want to make all these assumptions. And I've had a lot of people tell me things they think they know about Africa or about other countries that 
are not actually true mm -hmm. because they've never been there. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, I was telling Crizo this, I think that, you know, you actually have to have relationship with people of these different countries and, like, have been there and know the culture to make comments about it. Exactly. Um, and not saying, like, I'm an expert or anything. Like, I am not, and I have a lot to learn. But it's like, I... She's, There's a lot of things I've... <laughs> I have been there. I've been there. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just... Yeah, you need to be careful about these blanket statements that you say because you don't actually know the context or, like, what's happening in places. Which, you know, could be an evil of social media in general because people just post pictures and you don't, you don't know crazy. what's actually happening. So, yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, the first time I've seen this attack, personally, because I, I saw it in, like, a joke format where it's like, oh, why do all the white girls go to Africa just to pick up a black baby and, like, pose with it? And it's true. That is definitely, like, a thing people do. Yeah, They're like, yeah. give me a black one. So, like, but it, it, it kind of started bothering me because I'm African. And then I, people started saying this about just anybody that goes to any other countries. They would be like, stay out of their countries. Like, you're just coming to spread your religion and all that stuff and you think that you're going to improve their lives and like that's it's rooted people are saying like it's rooted in white supremacy to like go over to somebody's land and think that your way is better but yeah. honestly as an African like I think it's really dumb to think like that because maybe their way is better I'm not saying yeah. that like they should you know conquer and you know, but I'm saying like people it's not it's not like asinine to to believe that somebody could have a system of doing things that's better that's why people go over to Africa and build water and well systems. Africans, yeah. we're smart, but we don't have it all figured out. <laughs> Nobody has <laughs> it all figured out. That's why we trade and stuff. But like, it's, it's just, it irritates yeah. me because it's like, you don't even know how people look at good missionaries. Like, they are the hands and feet of Jesus. And you, and people are just, some, some believers, it's not a huge community, but people look at them because it's not like there's like, it's not like every church has a missionary community that they send out. That's unfortunately not common in a lot of churches, but it's like, you don't even know yeah. the good of, or how people even see, like people, I've seen the smiles on these African kids faces when they see like a pastor walking through the, the city or the streets or the villages. It's, it's pure. You know, this is a good work. So that that irritates me. <laughs> yeah. Lot. For those who don't know, me and Kriza were actually in Africa together. <laughs> together. <laughs> in Zambia. Um, Nobody was mad. <laughs> Not a single Zambian was mad about that. Um, yeah, and it's like, I mean, I think it's all about the sustainability, like the way you go about it, too. Like, so, for example, like the trip that me and Kriza were on, um, I was one of the leaders of that trip. And before we brought a team into the village, we went to that village and talked to the headman, the leader of the village, and said, hey, like, we want to bring the word of God to this area, um, and we're, we're wondering if that's okay, if you would allow us to stay here for a week or two. Um, and he was so happy. He was like, oh my gosh, if the word of God is coming, like we, wow. we need that, you know? And so, and so the headman himself, like the leader of the village welcomed us into the village. Therefore the entire village welcomed us in. And so mm -hmm. it's a very like communal mindset of like, if everyone, like if, if the leader of the village loves you, then everyone loves you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like how they think, how they like how their culture is. And so, um, and so, yeah. And then you go and you, you don't bring any sort of like, like weird doctrine or you don't try to impose your own culture on them. You like mm-hmm. literally teach them the word and, yeah. and tell them about Jesus. And if they already know, then you encourage them and you pray for them. And we saw healings. Mm-hmm. Me and Crizo literally saw a blind man see yeah. again. Um, <laughs> like that's not something you see every day. No. <laughs> like <laughs> find it that was insane. <laughs> um, but it was all because like, we were just like speaking what God spoke and doing what, what, God's heart was for these people and like that brought change and you can do that anywhere in the world but like mm-hmm. you know we I, the the missions organization I work at specifically focuses on like remote people groups like people who never may have heard the name of Jesus or don't have an accurate representation of who he is and don't really have like as much access to those things and so um that was kind of a tangent, though. I think I was going to no, say something good. else, but I forgot. Oh, oh, the, you were talking about the picture with the yeah. <laughs> white <laughs> girls, like, holding African babies and stuff. I think because I know that that's such, like, a trigger point for a lot of people, like, I personally don't, like, post those pictures. Like, and it's not because I don't, like, I've held a lot of African babies and I absolutely love them, but <laughs> I great. don't think I'm going to, like, broadcast to the world, like, oh, look at me <laughs> holding this baby, you yeah. know? Like, because I wouldn't do that here. Like, I, I want to post pictures that are are just like you know of normal life and stuff and if I wouldn't like you know do that in the state do that in the states and be like oh look I met this random baby then I'm yeah. like not gonna post that in Africa no one's gonna know? like that they're gonna so. put it down <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> but but you know if I actually have a relationship with the people yeah like I'll post pictures yeah. with them like they great. know it's cute but. they know it's cute to see autumn <laughs> African little babies I think people just want to hate and it was called like the white savior complex yeah which is and then because that's what I went on on my TikTok and just, just, uh, just, uh, just went off. And then, and then people had the audacity to be like, yes, this can apply even if you're not white. And I was like, that's such a demonic thing to like discourage white believers from spreading the gospel. Oh, yeah. Because they think this is a culture. It's like it, it, people are, you know, it's a sensitive thing. And I don't want to. I don't want to make people... You're not the next Hitler. <laughs> it's like, you're you're just obeying the Lord. And yeah. of course, I, you know, obviously, it's the enemy's way to, like, discourage the gospel from spreading out. Who... I mean, white man, black man, I haven't met a... I mean, these, there's not, like... Livingston, perfect example. This guy has a city named after him. They love the guy. <laughs> yeah. Not just because he's white. I mean, think about it. Isn't that wild that God could bring outsiders like that? And then, you know, like, be, and s- there's still, like, it's so supernatural that, like, people, Africans could be like, oh, I trust what this outsider is saying enough to change my ways. And, you know, that God that you're talking about, let me serve him. I think that's supernatural because that doesn't happen everywhere where you can, you can be an outsider and completely just, like, shift a culture it's it's very supernatural and for and i think it's a very demonic thing to discourage a lot of potential white missionaries from who feel called to be where people are black where people are asian where people do not look like them and they don't yeah. you know it's just how do you do you like think about that 
when you're when you're like on the field (laughs) i do i mean honestly i think about it a lot like i think about race and culture and just like what different people believe because like it means a lot to me and like you know to get to know an individual like in in overland we're all about the individual person like Mm -hmm. we want to change the way that an individual sees like to point it towards jesus like that's the only that's our only objective is to point them towards jesus um so that they can make change in their own communities and their own like Mm -hmm. areas and things like that and so i think about it a lot in the sense that like i want to be respectful to every person but i also want jesus to like change Mm -hmm. them and convict their hearts and what me and crazo were talking about (laughs) in the coffee shop is just like the the concept of kingdom culture like when you surrender your life to jesus you become a completely different person and you become part of the culture of the kingdom of heaven and that culture like surpasses any race any culture on this earth Mm -hmm. any type of belief like you used to have like it's it's based on who the lord is and his word and so i think what's most important is that we're unified by the blood of jesus like nothing else is going to unify us um and so i think there's definitely a place and a time to like talk about race and talk about culture and talk about all these things Mm. and like identify that those are like things that are important to people and that's amazing like that like my own like culture and just like how I grew up like my family everything like that's important to me but it's nothing compared to like the kingdom of heaven and like Jesus living inside of me like it's nothing compared to like what the Holy Spirit like his work inside of me and so I think that when people focus too much on these outward appearances or these these specific ways of doing things, um, no matter where you're from or like what what your life looks like, like I think that's a hindrance to actually recognizing the the power of Jesus in your life and like it's how true. he like trumps everything. Like there's there's nothing more powerful on this earth than Jesus. Period. And we were, ta- you know, what's crazy because we we covered a lot. We were we were in it, and we we're talking about like how I mentioned like there's this girl I know who is you know just how race and oh, that's so much can come from that conversation. But we were talking about like oh like okay, it started off as me saying like. How am I trying to say? What am I trying to say? <laughs> Basically, I was talking to this other girl who's black about how it feels to date in the Christian culture, especially if you belong to a mega church where it's more of kind of like appeals to like that mainstream Christian culture where a majority of people are white. Where are all the black people? Or like, and, and then we started talking about how like, I've noticed how like a lot of people will have the desire to go on like the mission mission field, but feel hesitant because no one is black. Or, like, uh, people see it as, like, especially in the black community in the church, it's like, oh, that's a white people thing. I'm not trying to go to Africa, sleep on no, no grass. Uh, I'll yeah. let the white people do that. It, it, it's like, and then it's just like, and it, but I know, because I've been to these little ministry schools, and I've seen people, you know, they're willing to speak to their communities, but they feel hesitant when it's white. Or they feel hesitant, and not, I don't even think it's just because they're white, it's just because they feel othered. Or they don't feel like yeah. they can be themselves completely. And I just think, oh my gosh. Like, that's like a huge, like people, and I think it's more of a subconscious thing than people really even want to like, t- 
talk about because I, I don't I don't think a lot of people are like aware. And I was just saying like, well, you know, when they see that there are black people doing the quote unquote white people stuff and being <laughs> themselves being black, like, OK, they're going to feel comfortable. However, you know, like there's some spaces where I don't even feel that I can be 100 percent black because people just won't get it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. in like the Christian world. Like, for example, I don't know if you know, I'm like. Eddie James, you know Eddie James. Yeah. Oh, when he comes to church, I <laughs> he's lose amazing. it. Oh, he's amazing. But there's you can't take away the fact that he is a black man, and the people that are with him are black and do things that are typical in a black church. Yeah. And it's just like, but that doesn't go away because it's about ministry, and it's and he's yeah. ministering, and it's ugh. like, what would you say to like black people that are like? That sounds like such like I feel like I'm setting you up. Oh gosh! <laughs> like, what would you say to every single black person? <laughs> like, what would you say for black people that feel that? But it's like, but all of you guys are white. That's is that Adam's sister? I have no idea. Adam, I feel like I see. I feel like that's your sister. <laughs> Adam, no, that's not your sister. Adam, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> like what? Can you imagine? you imagine like what would you say to white people that feel like that it was like all oh, of you gosh. guys are white like am i gonna feel comfortable how can i be myself in the lord <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a big question to answer especially being a white person <laughs> um honestly i i don't know like i i just i can't speak for everyone but i think yeah. i just like uh, how do i say this I mean, when I'm in Africa, and I'm not trying to, like, completely relate this to, you know, black black people trying to join the mission field, but, like, when I'm in Africa, I'm, and doing ministry there, I'm generally in settings where I am, like, one of the only white people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it is, this is something else we were talking about earlier, is, like, I it is, like, we have to recognize like it is an uncomfortable thing to like be in a setting where people are not like you like either they don't look like you they don't act like you they don't like have the same culture have the same like you know backgrounds whatever it is um and so that is an uncomfortable place to be um and you know like I think this happens when you enter into any sort of like different culture like group of people or or being around like people of a different race than you um I think it's like you there are some things that you might need to like give up in a sense in order to like be a part of that that culture that setting Mm -hmm. and I'm talking more in like a missions mindset um because I've had to do that in Zambia a lot like sometimes they'll have three four hour church services where Ooh, they're Lord. just like clapping that's, praising the lord like yelling for, for a bit like if it's pentecostal <laughs> they, they they're yelling <laughs> like they're doing all this stuff and i'm like okay you know i would really enjoy like walking <laughs> back like home it. now but you know <laughs> i i'm gonna be here and i'm gonna be present and i think that's the thing just yeah. like giving up your Ew. comfort for the sake of the gospel and like that's good uh, I think that like partially addresses your question of like I think being a missionary in general you have to do that and so like even if the the 
currently the majority of like what what organization or church you're trying to join is like white or the different race like I, I think there has to be like this longing to like see God move and to like go out of your comfort zone in a way Mm -hmm. in order to like you know be a part of what he's doing in the nations and like yeah and I can't like say like speak for everyone's specific situations or whatever because you know like I like I said like I am a white person like in a majority (laughs) white organization but we work in a lot of places where we do have to like give up our cultures we have to give up like our ideologies and our things like in order to minister to people and so I, I have been in situations where I have to, like, give up parts of myself in order to, like, minister the gospel. Wow. And so, and so I think it's just, yeah, like, what I was saying, like, a comfort thing. Like, yeah. it's just a lot of, like, giving up your comfort, like, <laughs> continually sometimes. <laughs> um, like, me leading short-term trips and stuff, I interview a lot of people to come on these trips, and a lot of them, like are kind of scared at first because they're like, I've never preached before. I've never, you know, like led someone to the Lord. Like, I don't know what this looks like. And I was like, well, to be a Christian, like you need to be uncomfortable. Like you need to like put yourself in places of discomfort in order to like see God move. And I was like, this is great because like you're coming on this trip and you're like you're bringing the gospel to people and that's amazing and like it is going to be uncomfortable like yeah. I'm not going to tell you it's not because I'd be lying to you it's like you poop in a hole <laughs> you have to poop in a hole like it's who likes that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you know you you just have to give up your your comfort and like it looks different ways for different people but yeah um, I think yeah if you specifically to black people this is addressed to us if your identity is so wrapped up in your skin color and your community and and it challenges and it, it comes into conflict with what God has called you to do. You have to evaluate, okay, who who have you been identifying with? Christ or your community? And who really who really makes you up? You know, like I was asking, I was like, we were talking about this. I mean, we, there was a lot of points we covered in the coffee shop. <laughs> but I was like, it makes me wonder, like, if, if, I, if my calling was the same, but I was a complete, if I changed my race culture everything how much of me would shift and i mean like the foundational things how much because i know something would change listen something would change (laughs) but how much of me in christ would change it shouldn't be a single thing it really shouldn't and then it really makes you wonder okay am i seeing god the way my community sees god am i seeing and that culturally oh my goodness and you kind of have to weed out okay what's culture and what's what's biblical like what's tradition and what's just biblical and it's like a and i think you don't you'll you'll never get an answer unless you're in a in an area where it requires you to forsake your culture forsake you being regularly you in a an environment where like people understand it that for example when i go to honduras 
I am not talking to anyone in Honduras in Ebonics. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna talk to them yeah. the way I would talk to like a regular black person and just scream running. Like there's certain th- culture things. I just I I'd probably just test the waters <laughs> before I go crazy. Before I go 100 me doesn't mean I'm forsaking me. I'm just tapping into. I'm just controlled. You know. I'm just disciplined. It doesn't mean that you're not you. You just know how to act. You just know how to. And like I was talking, like I remember when we were in Zambia, and I was ta- there was like a pastor we were with. Hey, Pastor Daniel, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't know if he listens. To, to be honest, <laughs> Hi, but like, hey, hey, how you doing? How are things? Like I turned to him and I was like, oh my gosh, like we're everybody's black, and it was like a surreal, nice moment for us because it's like it we we don't really get to experience it's not like it's not like that's something we think about every day when you wake up like i don't i don't know if black people think about that every day there could be some or like you wake up it's like oh another day where everybody's white and i'm just black like nobody thinks like that i don't think so but having that is a nice something but that can't make that can't be all that this is for i remember one time literally like because i handle the social media of my church's youth group and we were going to a camp we were doing a camp and this black girl messaged us and she's not from our church because, like, on social media, we have, like, a following that surpasses our church community. And the girl asked, are there going to be any black people there? And I was just like, why don't you just show up and see? Because I and I knew because I, I, this is just what black people do. I know it. if there's black people, yeah. we'll, show, we'll show up. But if there's not, we won't. And it's like, why do we do that? <laughs> but I get it. But it's also like yeah. you could be missing out on something. You could be miss if if you're if you're telling me if, if the mission field was made up of ninety percent black people, you'd have a higher propensity to go, even if God called you to go. Like and, and if it was two percent black people, would that sway you? Yeah. You know, culture. That's what I'm talking about. Culture of the voice of God. But people and there's like a whole race conversation specifically regarding missions and specific and it's like all over the church community that is like we have got to weed i don't know i don't know what it's gonna take for us to be yeah. like okay but you're a christian um yeah like and then coming from like and i have talked to some white people who are kind of now scared in a way to go in into missions oh, or wow. do a missions trip or be a missionary or whatever because they're worried about like what other people are gonna like say, say. about it yeah um because of the whole i mean our whole topic yeah. <laughs> of like you know saying like missionaries are colonialists or whatever um kind of which breaks my heart because i'm like and i really talk to them i'm like this is like if you're trying to join like a sustainable organization like you you should come with us because like they mm-hmm. like there's so much work we do like and we're trying to raise up like local leaders like you know yeah. like it's not like we're going into a place like imposing all these things and then like leaving and being mm-hmm. like all right figure out Jesus yourself you know um y'all live like there. <laughs> yeah like we <laughs> have people who there. like actually live there and build people up and then after local leaders are raised up like we can leave and go to the next place mm-hmm. like it's not like we have to be there forever you know and so it's just like it's a sustainable way of like approaching the gospel and discipleship and things like that Mm -hmm. um but anyway and so I have explained things to like people who you know are scared like what will other people think but it's also like you the only defense you have to give of yourself is to the lord like 
I don't care what other people think. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm still like growing in that because, you know, as a missionary, I get all kinds of like comments and questions and whatever. And most people like are super loving and like super supportive, but you know, every once in a while there's people who just don't understand. And then I have to remind myself, I'm like, I don't need to make people understand. Like, I only need to follow what the Lord is, like, calling me to do in my life, and that's that. And, like, I think, yeah, that kind of answers to you, Crizo, too, about, like, you know, what if a black person wants to become a missionary? Like, I would just say, like, do it. Do like, it. Um, You'll find and somebody. And that's, like, that's true, for, that's true <laughs> for anybody. Like, if you feel led to missions, like, if you feel called to missions, like, just take the step of faith and do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, God will honor your response and your obedience to him like yeah and yeah that's for anybody like if you're feeling like a pull towards it like don't let other things hold you back yeah because we know what the like we know what the bible says about missions we know like Mm -hmm. sometimes you just have to be willing like in isaiah where he says here i am lord send me (laughs) like just be that person that says, yeah. okay, God, I will do anything for you. Like, I will do anything for the sake of the gospel because that's what matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember yeah. hearing, there's my, one of my favorite evangelists, Jonathan Shuttlesworth. And he was saying, like, he was talking about, he was going to Hawaii and people were like, oh, they don't like white people there because white people have a history of, like, coming over there and taking over native land and ancestral land and his response uh, which i love he was like they don't have to love white people they just gotta love this white guy yeah i'm like if you take (laughs) that and i've because i've i remember i've i've been and this is always as a black person this is in the back of my mind like whenever because my church is very mission oriented so after you know the pastor one of our pastors who's over that he would announce, okay, this is where we're going to go. And for the most part, it's usually where black people just don't <laughs> exist. Or, like, if they do, they're, like, some island somewhere. Like, it's, yeah. again, we're the minority. And it's even more of a minority because who on earth lives here that's black? How? How did you get here? But, like, so it's, like, in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, another place where ain't nobody going to be black. Okay. So <laughs> I do a fun little game with the Lord and the Holy Spirit. I'm like, Father God, I want to see a black person. And I kid you not, there is always somehow a black person I find. I don't know how this is possible. And I remember going to <laughs> South Africa, and that's not hard. So I asked, I was like, I yeah. want to see one Congolese person. Now, that's specific. He he got me one Congolese person. Are you kidding me? Uh, so yeah. I was like, oh, and it was that's the last crazy. day of the trip, and I met one. And it's like, that's, so it's like, you know, you, you just got to, you really do got to forsake it. I mean, you're, it's you're black it's obvious people are gonna touch your braids touch your hair and you might have to you might go you know run across people that are racist i don't i've personally never in all the countries i've traveled to i've never seen someone be outwardly racist or even in a way that i would think that they are you know that's the grace of the lord but you just gotta go because and it sucks but that's just but we're believers and we're going to see if somebody's acting like that towards you, I'd really like to believe. And I do believe that your counterparts and your teammates are going to stick up for you and build you up and like not stand for that. If somebody's abusing you because of the color of your skin on the mission field, 
that's just not who we like that's not i don't think that the missionary is going to be like well that's just that's just that's just the persecution you're just gonna have to suffer for the lord and it's like we, we you know it's not like it's not going to be like that where you're fighting your own battle you really can confide in your missionary because honestly this conversation is the same conversation is the same feelings that mission white missionaries are having in a black mission field too they feel the minority thing they and i i didn't i didn't even really register like now what is if what do the white people feel like in africa <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like, what y'all be feeling like because <laughs> there's no way you can hide <laughs> you know like that's true it's that's out true. there but i've never yeah. seen that stop i've never seen that stop anyone from actually being led yeah. by the holy ghost and it's also like what else were you saying like Oh, yeah, it's not just in Africa that, like, people do missions, you yeah. know? It's oh, like yeah, the yeah, Middle you guys. East. There's, camp. There's in, the world. We're in, like, Southeast Asia. <laughs> we're in South America. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're you're not always in those settings, but, like, it, I don't know. It just... I, it just, just it, re- it reveals to me more and more, like, yes, like I was saying before, like, the color of your skin is, like important it's like important to the person it's important like to like your culture and who you are and things but like nothing trumps like the kingdom of heaven like nothing trumps the the kingdom culture that we live in because we trust in christ and like that's what we're inviting every person of every tribe and nation Mm -hmm. to is like to be a part of that kingdom culture to like have jesus inside of them and so yeah it was just like it's just funny that i don't know i feel like a lot of people focus on Africa. Africa missions when they're, you know, throwing throwing hate at missionaries or whatever. Um, but it's also like we were talking about like North Africa. Like yeah. people <laughs> people Arabs. aren't black. People aren't black there. Like I don't like, know, it's just there's, funny. There's a lower percent of black people up there. Yeah, yeah. I don't live in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> well, Zambia, sorry. <laughs> so it's just also like not like I think people like group groups uh, people in the states very often group all countries in Africa into like one stereotype That's or like true. one thought. Yeah. And I'm like you do realize how diverse like Africa is, you they know. Don't. <laughs> so it's just funny too that you know, it's just like I was saying before, it doesn't it doesn't matter who you are. Like we're just inviting you exactly. to into kingdom culture like and yeah you know and even i'm telling you even right just even being black and in africa and being african sometimes that's not enough because there's certain parts like what if you're for example what if you're rwandan and you're in a place where your country just had a genocide with somebody yeah. uh, you know over 20 years ago and you're clearly Rwandan now because the africans we all black so how does that even the whole schism and division well, it, it comes down to tribes and, well, you're from this country. So that type of stuff doesn't even go away because yeah. you you can be, you can have a whole group of Africans. And I'm telling you, they'll still divide themselves up. Oh, you're from North Sudan. And I, Sudan literally divided into North and South Sudan. Like, that's yeah. so dumb. <laughs> it's so, that's so unnecessary. And it's where all the lighter skinned Africans are up North and the darker skinned mm-hmm. Africans are down South. And the Rwandan Ugh. genocide was based on that too. It's like based, people yeah. who looked... A certain like a way. certain way versus people like yeah mm-hmm. it's just crazy just so like, this conversation i mean this battle isn't 
it it, it's it isn't n- just the states. Yeah, like, <laughs> it isn't just states. Not even just skin color. It goes deeper. It is yeah. like it, at this point, you have to realize how dumb it is. I just feel it's all dumb. Like people, are, imagine being like the first black evangelist to like the Amish community. That's that is sounds insane. <laughs> like now, what yeah. if yeah? What if it was a black guy that was like, stop, <laughs> pick up a phone <laughs> and follow me? You know, like can you imagine? I think that'd be cool. But yeah. you're stopping yourself because you think that, oh, I'm black. And people don't even yeah. think about it but until they put themselves, like... You wouldn't think that you would think like that until someone asks you, now go evangelize to, for example, the KKK. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The only, I feel like a lot of people would be stopped because of this. You see? And it's like, you don't realize how much that takes a precedent in your life until it's, you know, formatted like that. Like, personally... I would love to go to North Korea. Yeah. I would love to even go to South Korea. But personally, until I heard about how racist people can be over there, I'm not going to lie. That had me a little hesitant. I was like, maybe I'll stay over here. Because it seems like your culture hasn't progressed yet. I'm kidding, though. Yeah. But, but it's like I personally just couldn't even take, like, imagine somebody calling me names in another language and I don't even know. It. I'm enjoying my life. But... Yeah. Crizo, you don't even know it. And you are enjoying your life, so you should just probably go. Yeah. That's a personal thing. <laughs> I'm working it's, that out. I'm oh, working. gosh. What was I going to say? I don't know if this is on topic or off topic, but what's cool is that, like, we've been in Zambia for, for years, and a lot of local missionaries are being raised up, and they're, like, not only evangelizing to their own communities, but also starting to go to other countries. And mm-hmm. so we have now a whole, like, staff team of, like, Zambian missionaries who are, like, going to Zanzibar, going to Congo. Like, we have a full-time so Zambian dope. missionary in Congo right now, Ooh. which is where Cruzo's coming next I year. Know. So exciting. Um, yeah. And then <laughs> I, I was talking to one of the other Zambian missionaries, and he's like, you know, I'd really love to go to Cambodia. And I was like, <gasps> that, that would be beautiful. amazing. You know? And so it's like, it's so cool, because now we have this whole network of, like, missionaries around the world who are not only doing the local work but also like going themselves to other countries and so it's like you know like that's that's our goal that's our hope it's like it's so cool like we have this diverse like network of of people around the world who are like following the great commission like doing like spreading the gospel and like it doesn't matter what you look like yet like yes certain countries and people will immediately like see you and make assumptions about you that's what happens everywhere like Mm -hmm. yeah um but like again jesus is is has authority over those things like he will work through you and speak through you to get his will accomplished (laughs) you're probably the first black guy they ever like they're probably like i don't really like black people but that one person that one guy's not so bad and that's how you that's usually how it is you know i mean and vice versa because no i'm not gonna cover that (laughs) 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 i wasn't gonna talk about gypsies because my dad had a, a bad deal with the gypsy. And he, oh, dang. And he yeah. still feels slighted about that. But what ah. if there What if there was a gypsy lady that came to my country and she was like, let me tell you about Jesus. Given yeah. the bad connotation that, you know, her community has in that yeah. region. You know, that, that happens a lot. This is all over the Bible. 
you know, you ever it's heard like about the woman at the well, yeah, you know, heard about that. <laughs> I heard about the woman at the that well. one story. And like, oh, what's crazy is so Jesus and his disciples were traveling through Samaria. Mm-hmm. Like Jewish people hated Samaritans, like mm-hmm. absolutely hated them. And so his disciples were like, why are we going through Samaria? Why are we doing this? <laughs> and Jesus, like being Jesus, um, <laughs> like sits at the well and waits for this woman to come. Like, you know, he has some divine encounter with her. And like, first of all, it's super weird for men to talk to women, like just unheard of. Yeah. And like, also it's very weird. It was very weird for people to be at the well at that time of day. That's wow. why this woman went because <gasps> she didn't want anyone to see her. Oh. And so, but Jesus was there. And so, and then also Jewish people and Samaritans did not get along. They hated each other. And so Jesus is like overcoming all of these cultural barriers, gender barriers, just everything just to like tell this woman who she like really is in him, like her true identity. And then she is completely changed and runs to her whole town and tells everyone about Jesus. Yeah. And so it's like... And she used to be, like, scorned by her town. But now she's yeah. like, oh, my gosh, this man changed my life. Like, come hear about him. And that same with people he healed and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, people had been living in this this rut for so long that they never thought they would get out. And then Jesus comes and, like, transforms their whole life. Mm-hmm. And then their testimony is a testimony to so many other people who are, like, also experiencing that. And, like, they come to know the Lord. And so it's like... You know, if you if you don't step out and yeah. don't get out of your comfort zone and be Jesus to these people, like, how are they going to come to know him? How are they going to going to minister to their own communities and, like, be a part of God's work in the world? Like, it's true. God's God's calling you. <laughs> He's calling you to go. And I think that is a perfect like counter because people believe like Christianity is a white man's religion. But if it really is a white man's religion that's rooted in, um, what's the word? Uh, white, what is it? White, What is it? What is it? What do the people do? <laughs> the, 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 the. Well, they use it all the time. It's a white man's religion that's rooted in, 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 in white supremacy. Supremacy, thank you. Oh. <laughs> white supremacy. If it really is, then why would Jesus bother doing the whole yeah. Samaria thing? Also, Jesus wasn't white. And so, <laughs> brother was, he was, brother he was, was a little Middle Eastern. Yeah. And I'm, which I'm, is funny. I mean, we depict him as white all the time, which is not true. He wasn't white. So, it's like, <laughs> I don't, listen, I, why anywhere in the Bible would it say, you know, that he, he died, that all, what is that verse about every nation, every tribe, every tongue? Yeah. It's being in heaven or something like that. Like oh, he, gosh. he died for, I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, in so it's in there. It's somewhere. in there. It's in there. You you figure it out. <laughs> you figure. You tell me Read where your it Bible is. <laughs> every day, <laughs> please. No, but like, it's that stuff is in the Bible. The Bible isn't a white man's religion. And if it was, wouldn't the Europeans be the one that started it? They didn't. This started. Yeah. Friend. This started in like <laughs> Africa and the Middle East. This is not white. This is, that's far yeah. from white people. <laughs> not. So it's just like I don't. I don't know why we would. I don't know. It's such a demonic thing to discourage white people, given the bad history, to do something for the Lord. And I, and it's such a demonic thing for any person of color to feel discouraged from doing something because the enemy has lied to you and told you that's a white people thing. Because what you don't know is white people are getting nervous to do this too. So it's just like, don't all of you just 
just do what the Lord told you to do. Obey the word. Don't consider your race. You know, like the Bible says, do not consider the flesh. I think that's a good thing to not only do to our neighbors, but to do to ourselves. Yeah. Don't consider yourself like that. What is it? I'm trying to think of a verse too now. Oh, <laughs> dang. I think it's in one of the Peters. It might be first Peter <laughs> Peters. or second Peter. But it just talks about being like one people. Um, or maybe it's in Corinthians. Oh, gosh. I get them all confused. Oh. <laughs> but it's just saying, like, you are, are, are a chosen race, a royal people, a, or a people, a royal priesthood, priesthood, or something like that. Like, we are, yeah, back to, like, the the kingdom culture. Like, yeah, we're all the, we're all the same in Christ. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Only we did this to ourselves. We're, we're, we're right. one people in, yeah. in Christ. We were the ones that decided to divide us up like this. I don't know why. It goes really back dumb. to, like, Tower of Babel or something. Oh, yeah. Like that. <laughs> why do we screw everything up? All the languages. Why <laughs> can't and... we just... <laughs> it's true. But... Oh, my goodness. Well, I think that's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hey, I thought that was a great episode. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Lots of hard topics. <laughs> it's... But it's good. A good topic. You want to... Where can people find you? If they want to, like, oh. check in with you. <laughs> um, you can always... Well, if you're interested, like, have any questions for me personally or, like, going on short-term trips, um, you can email me at faith at overlandmissions.com. Um, or if you're just interested in what Overland's doing in general, um, you can... Um, go on to the website. It's called overlandmissions.com. I think, yeah, you can go on there and just kind of browse the different trips we have going and things like that. Um, but other than that, <laughs> it, was, it was great to it chat was. with you. It was good to chat with you too, Faith. Oh, go on a mission trip, you guys. Yeah, you're going to make a lot of come friends. Come with us. Yeah. Come with us. So, yeah, that's her. Hey. Anyways. Well, that's it for us. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah.